0: My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast and this is the weekly horoscope from February 16th all the way to February 29th. So two weeks, two weekly horoscopes. So because next episode will be the monthly horoscope for March already, we're already talking about getting into the spring equinox and the new season into the new year and we've had the Chinese New Year now. We're past the Typical new year in the Western world. If you don't already feel like you're in the new energy of the new year, you may be feeling a little behind right now. But I think there's a lot of people feeling more of this momentum moving forward. And all the planets are direct right now. So you may be feeling this like potential and energy. and I'll talk about how to direct that this episode. And of course, if you don't have your own birth chart, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to quietmindastrology.com. Get your free birth chart and a little training on how to interpret it. And you can learn how to apply this to your life personally. And I'll talk about how the transits affect everybody in a general sense. But you want to know where each sign is in your chart. So when I talk about Capricorn, we have four grahas there right now. And you want to know where Capricorn is in your chart, the number 10 in the chart that you get from my site. And you can imagine right now Mercury, Mars, Pluto, and Venus all there and We'll talk about how these kind of energies may affect you. Now, last week, we had the new moon in Dhanishtha. And the new moon is always a good time for new beginnings and starting things. And I moved to a new place here in Mexico where I'm staying. And I love it. It's amazing. It feels really good. Dhanishtha represents wealth. And we're doing this research in the year two mentorship program right now of like all of the nakshatras through the moon cycles so it's pretty deep and intense and i want to share some of the danishta findings that we shared and the students shared in this last week and things that you can kind of look at how to apply into this energy we're in right now in this lunar phase since danishta new moon happened last week on the 9th and you can think of the moon cycles as like new moon to new moon so in that time is an intention around the new moon Whether it's overt or not, there is usually some level of intention or desire that you're moving towards, and that is playing out over that month until the next new moon, the next lunar cycle. So with the one of the things that the students found in the mentorship is that it's very common in celebrities who have a lot of fame, and particularly those who are known for their appearance and their good looks, like Marilyn Monroe, Betty Page, Jane Mansfield. Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, and many others have a strong Danishta placement in their chart. And they have this beauty externally. And Danishta's symbol is a drum, which is hollow inside. So a lot of these people talk about this achievement of success and fame and beauty and wealth, but feeling that it's actually devoid of meaning and that's not what life is all about and there's more to it than that and it can feel hollow and empty if they focus just on that attainment and success. So what we have, as we all are experiencing this new moon and anishtha energy right now, that's something to keep in mind of how we are exploring and moving towards and pursuing our own goals, knowing that they are ultimately meaningless and may feel hollow when we get there, but we still go there anyway for the sort of sake of it and the same way a drum kind of doesn't have any meaning it's just a rhythm it's just a pulse it's just a beat and why does it exist or what happens after you hit the drum and it stops well the rhythm stops the music stops and there's an element to of this new moon and this potential of like yeah getting into this rhythm getting into this flow but it is ultimately kind of meaningless and just for the experience of it and just for the dance of it. And I think of the Alan Watts quote is also somebody who has Denisha in his chart, by the way, is this, uh, that life is about the dance, right? We think it's about you go to college, you get the job, you get the marriage, you get the family, the house, all this. And if you don't have any sense of stuff like intrinsic motivation and deeper connection to spirituality, it all feels hollow and empty. So the real game of life is to, to see it as a dance and you just you go with the music and you go with the flow and and you may want to do all those things and you can, but knowing that they're not going to fulfill you spiritually or replace your connection to source or your connection to yourself, but they are a rhythm to sync up with and to, to enjoy, just like a, a song on a dance floor. So there's that element of Danisha of there's also this uh, connection to spiritual wisdom. So there's two parts of it, dan and ishta. This connection to this uh, offering to the divine. This uh, putting something forward for the sake of just giving, just giving for the sake of giving. And this connection to higher power, spirituality, energy, source, whatever you call it. And through that giving, you connect more to source, and you connect to this bigger meaning in the spiritual wealth. Dineshya does mean wealthy, but there's this deeper spiritual wealth that is attained throughout life with this. And throughout this monthly cycle now that we're in, since February 9th, this opportunity to explore, finding where the spiritual wealth is in our life, where we can make offerings for the sake of offering, with no expectation of anything in return, to give for the sake of giving and of course this is the foundation in the the great Bhagavad Gita the great spiritual text of India and it talks about the idea of giving for the sake of giving just just for the joy of service and generosity and not for the fruits of the labor and doing this in our work and life and love you know this common thing in relationships where people might feel like your partner is not doing this anymore your partner is not fulfilling this need for you anymore as we just had Valentine's Day these kind of things could come up in relationship but the Dhanishtha kind of perspective would really be to say well I'm not doing this for my partner anymore how can I be of service to my partner and focus on the giving rather than the getting and through that giving, it creates, it tends to create this cycle, this karmic effect, this domino effect where it does come back in some form. And I'm sure you've experienced this, right? You give something and it comes back in some form. Or even if somebody takes something from you and if you trust the sort of laws of the universe and divine timing of things, usually that thing could come back to you anyway or it gets replaced or something better happens. There's this sense of the perfect sort of divine order, that's what we call dharma and purpose. And the more we are aligned to dharma, the more trust we have, the more in flow we are, the more we can move with the rhythm and dance of life. Uh, so if this came up at all in the past week with relationships, this sense of like, what are you getting from the relationship? This new moon, in Danishta to really align with this energy is to see the dawn, the offering, of what is offered in the relationship and to offer that through you to the divine and not make it so much about your ego and yourself and your needs and then vice versa to see what you give to your partner in your relationship as an offering to the divine through their form Uh, but it's not so much about them and, and their humanity and they may be flawed and have all their own issues but you see what you give in the relationship as an offering to the divine through them This is a healthy approach with Danishta energy. Now, it's also present in some of the most creative people in Jay-Z, Missy Elliott, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, right? Some of these amazing rap artists have Danishta, and there's of course uh, the Mars and Danisha for them that sort of aggression, action, fast, getting stuff done. And often there's lyrics about like money and things like this, like material wealth and Mars rules danishta every nakshatra has a planetary ruler so there's this element of like take action get stuff done make money be successful that is driven here with these natives and that's an example of how the energy can play out if mars is there in your chart and mars will be there for everybody shortly as well by the way we'll talk about that when we get to it Uh, but it's a highly creative time right not just rappers have it but like leonardo da vinci Alicia Keys, Justin Timberlake, and Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead, who I think is a pretty brilliant artist that may, many people might not know as well, but he's done a lot of great soundtrack work and does a lot of very, very creative stuff in the band Radiohead. So that's Mars and Dhanishta. When we get there, we'll, we'll all be experiencing that together. So if you don't have it in your chart, we all experience it to some degree in that transit and maybe you'll suddenly be really into rap. Or maybe you'll just be very creative. Or maybe you'll feel like this desire to take action to increase your wealth and material success in this life. Because it's an interesting element of Danishta, is this movement towards wealth, but also it's ultimately this movement towards spirituality, this offering to the divine. And the more we can see everything in that sense, I think the smoother life goes. Uh, even like me, I got this injury recently, you know, I fell on my motorcycle, and I see that as a, a lesson. It's an offering to me, through me, to the divine, to slow down, to have humility. I was starting to feel very confident on my motorcycle, and nothing humbles you more than falling and injuring yourself, right? So this, to me, is an opportunity, and this new moon, Danisha to reconnect to the spiritual wealth. And we're in that cycle now for the next month, rel- relatively. We'll have the full moon coming up soon in Maga. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's other energies always moving and stirring in us. But you can think of the new moons as this time of setting a seed of intention and then seeing what grows. And it's never ending. The cool thing about astrology, I love this, is it's just never ending. It's like, okay, we have this Danisha new moon cycle. And, and then we'll have another one and the next new moon. And we'll have a new cycle. And we have all this other stuff going on that you know is very very rare throughout history that all these things would happen a lot of the times it's many thousands of years before these exact alignments happen again you know with everything else going on in the sky if you're watching the video you can see all that the snapshot of the sky right now and of course as always if you don't have a nakshatra in your own birth chart it's okay uh it doesn't mean you can't be famous or creative. Of course, there's other placements that can indicate that. But I, I love to look for patterns, and this mm-hmm. is what I work with my mentees in the astrology mentorship program. Is we're looking for patterns, we're looking for case studies, we're looking for examples, and I mostly just share celebrities here uh, because I don't want to share too many people's personal info on the podcast. But we look at personal stuff too. We look at friends, ourselves, people we know that's one of the best ways to learn as well so if you want to continue to study astrology for yourself keep collecting charts just abc always be collecting charts abcc always be collecting charts because uh, this is the best way you can be learning about astrology if you want to study astrology you want to know it it's nice to know the theory it's important to know the theory the things you can read in books but you've got to see it in real life and people that you know personally is a really great way to see it and if you don't have Danisha in your chart they don't have Danisha. we all experience it through the transits and if you don't have Danisha, you can still be creative you can still be wealthy there's plenty of other indicators of this but these are some of the patterns that we find so this is a good month uh, also just add you know if you get my weekly emails the Friday forecast it goes out Friday to your inbox where I send out these emails with extra write-ups and things I don't share here and extra offers and things I don't share elsewhere. But this is a good month for listening to music, creating music and dancing. Great time for setting any aspirational or ambitious goals and just knowing that there could be that hollowness once attained. Uh, Going with this dance and rhythm of life. So let's look at the other transits happening in the next two weeks. Again, the next episode will be the monthly forecast for March. So the first significant transit happening after today is on Sunday, February 18th, where we see uh, Mars moves to Shrav in a nakshatra. For 16 days, this is a focused and disciplined energy. Mars in Capricorn is exalted, it's powerful, it's strong. It's able to get a lot of stuff done and make things happen. Uh, I talked to a lot of people recently feeling really inspired and energized. Like, oh, I wanna start this business or I wanna work on this project or feel I wanna move in this direction. Great, great energy to run with. I just started the, the next class of the year one mentorship I offer. Got an amazing group in there. super fun. And we're starting full speed ahead on Monday. We'll be going for the next six months. So this kind of like getting things off the ground in a structured, organized way is very powerful right now. Great for having a more motivated approach to personal and professional matters. You can have a lot of energy and inspiration right now. Positive influence on leadership and organizational skills. Capricorn are the systems and structures in the world and in our lives. So if you wanna like get some new notebooks or planners or clean up your calendar, I personally love this kind of stuff. As Maybe it's my Virgo rising, but I love like having a clear schedule, clearing out the calendar, clearing out old notes, getting back to a cleaner environment. As they say like a messy desk creates a messy mind and that applies i think to your digital world as well the messy digital world can create a messy mind so the more clear and direct it is for you to use things the way you want to use them and direct your energy uh, the less you're driving with the emergency brake on right and you can take action and move in the direction you want to go shravana is the symbol of the ear so there's a listening ability here. There's a great uh, ability for insights and intuition to notice synchronicities to notice patterns and to notice and listen to your body as you take action of like what is really wanted of you is there some desire to exercise more or to do more yoga practice or to be more physically active listening within listening to your body and listening to the feedback you get when you take action is very powerful right now this could be a very serious energy. It could be like too impatient, too serious, too focused on goals. And uh, if you want to make yourself frustrated, which is a negative expression of Mars in Capricorn, it's don't listen to your body. And it's set an unrealistic deadline. Say you need to write an essay. And you know in the past it took you like a week. So now you set yourself a deadline. I'm going to write this essay in a day that day will be very stressful. If it normally is gonna take you seven days, you try to do it in one day, everything that happens in that day is gonna like trigger you, be more, you're gonna be more impatient, more reactive. So the deadlines we set, the structures we set for ourselves can be unrealistic at this time. And you could think, oh my God, I could do this, this and this, and Mars and Capricorn can, but you also wanna look at your chart and like see how your Mars is placed. Is Mars a malefic in your chart? Is Mars weak in your chart? it has low uh shadbala low strength it's going to have a less strong effect in that case it's going to have a possibly more negative effect uh, where this stuff can come out of oh i'm so excited and inspired i'm going to just set this incredible goal and do all this this and this and then two days later you're burned out and frustrated so that's the kind of thing that could happen with this now, I'm saying a lot, it's only a 16 day transit, but it is a powerful one. And a lot of this applies in general to Mars and Capricorn over the longer stretch of this. Now, on February 19th, Mercury in Aquarius for 15 days. So you see Mercury on February 18th still in Capricorn. We move forward a day and it joins up with Sun and Saturn in Aquarius. As always, if you wanna see this stuff for yourself, you wanna track it with your own eyes, get the night sky app or Stellarium or whatever, uh, phone app and just look at the sky yourself. Ideally, you're in a low, in a high visibility area where you can just see the stars. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about living out in the middle of nowhere is amazing visibility. Every night I can see everything, it's really fun. Uh, highly recommend getting to do that if you can. So Mercury in Aquarius is an open-minded and innovative energy. And this can bring more ideas and more possibility into what you talk about with others. A great time for collaborating with others, talking about different ideas, sharing your vision, and talking things out of how you can work together to move forward on that. There's increased receptivity to unconventional ideas and viewpoints. Aquarius is an eccentric independent energy and when you bring Mercury here your thinking is now more eccentric, more independent of how do you want to express yourself? What do you want to say? You had Sun and Saturn here. This is all the AI stuff happening now, like massive breakthroughs in tech and AI. Uh, just yesterday, maybe just today, uh, there was this new app, uh, this new software that came out, AI that can turn any text into a video, and it looks like it was shot by a professional videographer now it's been around for a while but the video was kind of choppy and if you saw this like a year or two ago it was really choppy but this stuff is exponentially improving and the exponential growth is extreme right now at this point in technology so you know this has this happened very fast where now you can type something into your chatbot, and you get a high quality videography level video out of it and these kind of things are happening Constantly with Saturn and Aquarius as I've talked about before uh, Last time it was here We had the internet breakthrough and other major innovations in the past like Disney's animatronics and other tech breakthroughs so we're having massive ones right now with uh, AI and all this all this kind of stuff like the uh, Neuralink the brain implants and the new Apple Vision Pro like spatial computing you know like the movie minority report or in like iron man that kind of spatial computing stuff of the future is here now you need goggles but maybe like 10 15 years you won't need the goggles it'll just be in the room and we'll be using doing the spatial computing stuff so this is a huge new world this uh apple vision pro and that opens up a lot so there's all sorts of this kind of stuff happening So you may have some inspiration and ideas in these realms, and these are changing a lot of careers. And this can be a little scary for sometimes for people in like cushy corporate jobs, or if you feel like you've got a lot of job security that is now starting to be threatened. This is a good time to look into ways that you can align to what is true for you. this is what I talk about when I do life alignment readings. I don't just do Vedic astrology readings I talk about life alignment because when you're in alignment, then you, now you're offering from your heart, you're giving from your essence, you're being in your work, your relationships, your health, your wealth. It's not just about making money, it's not just about climbing a ladder or doing what people tell you, but it's what really lights you up and what is really inspiring. And this is maybe a time to reevaluate that a bit this month, the rest of February, and do that inner work I talked about on the monthly horoscope of what do you feel lit up about and where can you maybe bring some of this innovative energy into the work you're doing? And this AI, all this kind of stuff is going to change all jobs dramatically over time. And you think of like all throughout history, that's just always been the case though. It's not that big of a deal really. Like there was a time where being a milkman was a job and now it's really not and all sorts of other jobs that existed before that just don't and they just fade out over time. Like a newspaper boy, or whatever. You know, Some of them will stay around and change forms, but uh, most jobs will continue to evolve and change and be simplified, automated, replaced. Now there's new things, new opportunities. So this couple of weeks here at the end of February, good time to explore some of these ideas of what you wanna be creating in your life. What really lights you up now? and uh, just going within and doing that inner work. Now, this is a positive influence on group collaboration and networking. This is wonderful if you're part of some sort of humanitarian cause, some sort of social cause that you wanna uh, put your energy into and be part of. It's a lot of favorable energy with that. Can be an overly detached or distant kind of communication with this energy of just Doing what you want to do, saying what you want to say for yourself and not considering others as much uh, and just saying the cold thing you need to say. So be aware of that part of it. And then on also February 19th, Sun moved into Satavasha for 23 days there. This is innovative and progressive approach to personal and professional matters. Innovation energy with Aquarius here again as well positive energy for humanitarian and group oriented activities, right? It's just amplifying what I said already increased focus on unconventional ideas and concepts and in leadership where you find your power and authority can come through deep healing work. Sathabhishthah is associated with healing work. Really good time to be doing some sort of self care, yoga, acupuncture, massage, any sort of therapeutic practices through the end of February, very favorable. And it can help you kind of get in touch with your essence again. It can be overly detached or resistance to old approaches. Uh, There can be this drive to like change things for the sake of change, because all this changing energy around us. So let it come from this deeper, still quiet place. And this is why I use the name quiet mind In the Yoga Sutra 1.2, yoga is the quieting of the mind. Yoga is Chitta Vritti Narodaha in the ancient Yoga Sutra around 2,000 years ago. So yoga is the quieting of the mind. When we quiet the mind, we rest in our true self. We abide in the witnessing consciousness, the Atman, the true self. And then we can observe the song and dance, the mask of this persona that we play and not be so attached to it. So part of this energy of sun in Aquarius is that you may feel this drive to like go with the change and kind of keep up with the trends and these external things. And, oh, now there's going to be a bull market and Jupiter goes to Taurus in May. There may be like big improvements in like stocks and crypto and all this. All these external things can be exciting and sort of uh, enticing in a way. But the sun in Aquarius at its best is about connecting to your Essence, your Atman, your true self, that comes through the quietness and the stillness within. So, if you don't have like a morning meditation practice or some sort of routine of self care practices, this is a very favorable month to do it, uh, essentially from mid February to mid March. Really good time to establish those practices. And not for the sake of like, oh, you read it, you should meditate, or this person said they like this like finding that essence of it, like the practices are important, but it's ultimately it should be pointing you to finding your essence, which might just be sitting still and doing nothing. It might be a mantra, it might be a mudra, hand position, it might be a yoga practice, vinyasa, or whatever. It's going to be different for everybody, and your way is your way, and no one else can really tell you what that is, and you, know, you can take advice and receive uh, guidance from others. You can do quiet mind yoga practices. I've got hundreds of classes in quiet mind yoga in the membership. And quietmind.yoga is where you can check that out. But ultimately, it's like what lights you up? What nourishes you? Where do you feel aligned and centered and in your essence? Even maybe for just a minute or two. Maybe it's at the gym working out. Maybe it's on your yoga mat, Pilates, whatever. But this is a great time to establish and reconnect to that and let that be where your action comes from your choices come from so much Saturn dominant energy right now but much more positive than it's been in the last few years with all the COVID stuff like there's a lot more positive energy here but still you know we're in the revolutionary times we're in this huge reform of the U.S. that's happening in the big picture uh, but in the little picture an individual this month connecting to your essence also on February 19th, Venus moved to Shravana, Nakshatra, Venus, the planet of love, beauty, harmony, connection, relationships. It's been in Capricorn through the Valentine's Day. So it could bring up some places where you need more structure or clarity of boundaries and relationship that may have been a discussion for you recently and navigating what you really want in the relationships in your life. But uh, with Venus and Shravana now, Shravana the symbol of the year, This listening ability can be very valuable in relationships, really good time for active listening. Now, I'm so steeped in this, maybe you are too, but I'll just say if if this is a newer concept to you, of like really just giving the other person space to just share and not talk over them, not interrupt, not fix them, not give advice, but to just let them talk it out. And that's one of the most loving things you can do sometimes somebody's especially if somebody's highly emotional and maybe you feel uncomfortable with their emotions you want to say oh it's okay and feel better and you know don't be mad don't be sad whatever that is the opposite of venus and shravana energy and that is essentially like closing your ears off and not hearing them creating a major disconnect but the venus and shravana energy allows this ability to really listen and just connect and, and hear the other person be heard by them So, this 10 day cycle, February 19th to 29th, because we're in a leap year, to listen and be heard. And this thing also, like if you want to be heard, if you're feeling like you're not heard, maybe explore this idea of giving the thing that you want. If you feel like you're not being heard, not being understood, are you hearing the other person? Are you understanding the other person? Are you listening? these are always really wonderful moments when you have this of like oh she's not listening to me or he's not hearing me as soon as you have that thought or if you say that which has even more power when you say it it's, it can have a, quite a harsh impact on others sometimes to say something like that but if you say it if you notice it you're aware of it the witnessing awareness of the persona saying she's not hearing me you know if you catch yourself with that that is such a wonderful opportunity to just turn it around of like and try it on if i'm not hearing me or i'm not hearing them and is that true and maybe it is maybe it's not right maybe it actually is the case that somebody's not hearing you not respecting you and that's a different topic but if it is something of like you can reverse it and see because basically you just projected your shadow the part of you that you've disowned denied hidden repressed don't want to look at you see it in them it gets exaggerated in others right and the Jungian concept of what is hidden repressed or denied in yourself will become exaggerated in others so that you can address it because part of the human experience is to become integrated and whole and not fragmented and disconnected and the more we say in the fragmentation and disconnection the worse we feel right it's terrible right it's okay to feel down, it's okay to feel sad, anger, whatever, but if you stay there a long time, you get physically sick, you'll cut yourself off from others, your mental health deteriorates, your body deteriorates, it's not good, right? It's, it's not good to stay there too long. But as soon as we catch that, that projection, that shadow, now we have a chance to turn it around to, oh, well, I can hear myself, I have control of that. I can't control if somebody hears me or listens, but I can control if I listen. I can offer the thing that I want. And one of my teachers uh, had this phrase, give what you want the most. If you really want uh, to be heard, to be understood, if you really want to be seen, how can you give that to somebody else? And the only way you can really give something is if you already have it. So it kind of puts you in a bind where you can no longer hold on to that story that you don't have it. And so it's like to give somebody Attention means I have to have attention to give. To give somebody love, I have to have love to give. And by doing that, now I've already affirmed and expressed and acted in a way that I have this thing to give. Interesting stuff to explore if you haven't done this already. Really important, powerful work. And Venus and Shravana gives us this opportunity. To explore these kind of things there's a focus on mutual understanding and emotional connection as well finding the common ground listening being listened to but generally i recommend you start from the place of giving what you want and if there's any sense of resentment or i'm doing this to get something it's not the same <laughs> so it's a totally different thing if you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna be a, be kind to them so they'll be kind to me it's not it either. And it can seem like a lose lose situation or a win-lose situation. you give and, and then you get nothing. And that may be the case with that person. It is possible that that person is kind of in their selfish world or unaware of whatever. But ultimately we do these things we give for the sake of giving. and that's the Danisha new moon energy we're in. And it's like, it may never come back at all, but the law of cause and effect of karma of the universe, it's like, it will come back somehow. And it may not be immediate, it may not be in the exact form that you gave it, but it does come back. The energy you put out comes back in some form. That's the law of physics, that for every action there's an equal or opposite reaction, right, it comes back in some form. So the energy we put out, the words we put out are so important So listening to yourself with love, speaking with love, speaking with intention, so valuable this month. And this is a good time for long-term goals, shared plans. Uh, This could be a very serious, uh, too practical energy as well here at this time. And then we'll move forward to next week's transits that are coming up, the significant ones on February 23rd. Mercury in Satabasha. So three planets in Satabasha at that time. That healing energy, very creative energy. So February 23rd just for six days. Mercury's here. Mercury's orbit is a little unusual. It's not always the same amount of days. And it's a favorable time for brainstorming and idea sharing. Mercury is the intellect. We get the word Buddha to buddhi is the awakened one the intelligent one and our intellect is represented by mercury in our chart when it's in Satabasha, there's this awareness of how to heal of what healing needs to happen to create to help others it's a great time for sharing ideas and bouncing ideas great receptivity to new ideas can be overly fixed on personal viewpoints and potential conflicts there it's an independent energy that Aquarius and we've got three planets here so there's a lot of this uh, balance of self and other, finding the interdependence where you're not dependent on others. And if you have any sort of codependency issues or dependency, or you're, you know, I need to make her feel this way so she doesn't get mad, and I feel, and I've got to walk on eggshells, or whatever the thing is. This sort of I need to navigate and manage your emotions to protect my emotions. That is a codependent connection that can become very obvious right now and very painful to continue without addressing it. So it's a good time to address that. And it starts with taking away that responsibility of your emotions from them, right? It's like, so your partner, he could be angry, sad, mad, happy, whatever. And you can be happy, mad, sad, afraid, whatever, in, in different emotions. And you don't have to Just respond to them you don't have to change how they feel so you feel safe or any of this kind of stuff so that's one of the first steps of awareness of uh, codependency which is something I've worked on a lot as well and I think everybody has to some degree uh, because we are so dependent as babies as humans and we need like many years of caregiving to survive unlike some other mammals so we have that dependency we are dependent as children we don't have to be dependent as adults and these energies are opportunities to become aware of that and change it and move towards independence and if you're in relationship they're independence as well supporting them and that to create interdependence where you're two holes meeting each other uh, this is something i talked about with michelle on the a valentine's day workshop that we did uh, that's also on the website quietmindastrology.com if you missed it you can catch the replay for the next two days or so so it's only up for a limited time quietmindastrology.com you can see that replay we talked about this kind of stuff as well uh, and then all the positive stuff looked at lots of charts examples of compatibility and synastry so if you're interested in this relationship stuff uh, definitely check that out and then on the next day february 24th the last transit i'll talk about this episode is that we have the full moon in maga in leo so we have to move ahead a little bit on the clock or actually back oops so you can see the moon in maga opposite of the sun on February 24th the full moon so this is a culmination of creative and expressive endeavors so Leo our expression our need to be acknowledged seen and successful in our lives we all have some element of this With the full moon here is a level of culmination and completion to celebrate your success of your power your authority now, if you don't have, if you don't even have planets or anything in Leo in your birth chart, everyone still has these energies to some degree, uh, because you look at the ruler of Leo, which is the Sun. Where is the Sun in your chart? You have some of those energies in your chart, even without having Leo. But everybody gets to experience a bit of this. So this is a great day to celebrate, to be out, to to be expressive, to be creative. There's a lot of positive energy for recognition and acknowledgement, and You can start with acknowledging yourself what you're grateful for what you've accomplished already in 2024 really really powerful exercise to just write down like successes of the week i love to do weekly journaling and monthly journaling i talk about this in the uh, monthly review process that i give away there's a link to that in the show notes but if you'd like to do like a review process i think this is so powerful for just checking in and noticing just how much you have done and how much you have accomplished because often we're all focusing on what is missing and just moving on to the next thing you know humans we have a negativity bias so we may miss how much positive there is how much we've accomplished and gratitude is a great way to do that and just acknowledging ourselves and acknowledging others and maybe no one acknowledges us maybe they do maybe they don't but we can't control that So what we can control is acknowledging ourselves and acknowledging others and not from a sense of like trying to get it from others and trying to take it, trying to tit for a tat, but just to give it for the sake of giving. And through giving it, you have it. You can only give what you have. And there's a sense of fulfillment that may come through personal achievements. Now There's a potential for heightened emotions or egocentric behaviors here especially in political stuff we'll see that of course Leo is a lot of the element of politics and uh, I don't focus on that too much because it's all so much that we don't really know what's going on and so much out of our control but on a personal level uh, this is a good time to just be aware of any sort of egocentric motivated things of wanting to have this nice thing just for what someone else might think about it. Uh, like this idea, Dave Ramsey talks about with finances. Like a lot of people try to spend money they don't have to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't like. Right? So like people like buy a nice car and think everyone's going to be impressed with them, but nobody really cares. And then they go into massive debt to do it. And that's the kind of like the most extreme kind of uh, unextreme negative side of this Maga energy. And this full moon and Maga like you want to celebrate, you want to acknowledge yourself but maybe you splurge your money on something you don't really need that you can't really afford and nobody's going to really care if you have it anyway (laughs) so those kind of things are good to be aware of and catch and just be curious of what's underneath that like why do you do you really want it just for enjoyment do you want to have this thing do you want to be this person or be seen this way or celebrate this thing just for the intrinsic motivation of it great but if there's maybe some egoic layer to it of identity of wanting to be seen as the person who is x or who has y uh, that ultimately will likely feel hollow like the danishta energy you talked about at the beginning where you have this fame and success but ultimately it's empty and meaningless uh, of, other than the meaning that you give it and if you give it the meaning that it's going to save you or or make your life better uh, that's kind of working at it backwards right so we don't have the things or buy the things or experience the things to be happy we be happy and then experience the things so that's backwards than most people think about it and the sort of hollywood story of the person who gets everything they want and then they're empty and become a drug addict or whatever uh, that is kind of the typical danishta kind of story uh, on its negative side but the positive side is like you're just in the flow of life and the rhythm of life for the joy of it so that was our look at the transits over this next couple weeks, from February 16th to February 29th, the leap day. And we talked about Danisha at the top of the show, of just some of the general interpretations and and findings of my students in the Vedic astrology mentorship. We talked about the transits on Sunday, February 18th. Mars moves to Shravana, active energy. February 19th, Mercury in Aquarius, Sun in satabisha and Venus in Shravana. So overall, this powerful energy for moving forward in ways that are innovative and creative and authentic to you, but also this deeper sense of listening, and listening within, listening to your partner, giving the thing that you want the most to better understand others, and if you want to be more understood, to give time to others if you want more time, and to be aware of where you could... Be too harsh on yourself with all the Saturn energy of setting unrealistic deadlines and becoming more stressed and anxious about time. And that can really make this unpleasant in this transit. But if you are just using this energy to move forward, take action, have realistic time, energy, boundaries, give what you want and not focus on getting, but focus on giving through the service to the divine. It's gonna be a really favorable couple of weeks. And then we got the full moon in Leo on the 24th to celebrate all this. Also a good time for healing throughout this next couple of weeks with sun and Mercury and Zatabasha. So that's our look at these couple of weeks. If you like this podcast, take a moment to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. It really helps new people find this podcast. And astrology is more fun with more people. Uh, the more we all know about this, the more we can talk about it one of my favorite things in the mentorship program I lead is we all get to just pull up charts and talk about life and patterns and and really nerd out about this stuff it's so fun and always be collecting charts so you can do this research yourself and share it with a friend one of my visions for this work is that most of the world knows their Vedic astrology and can use it if they want to currently I still have to explain it to most people it's still a very niche thing and most people just hear astrology and they think of their western sun sign but i dream of this world where everybody knows about vedic astrology in the same way that everybody knows about their western sun sign and they know that astrology can be so much deeper and so much more about finding alignment and being curious about ourselves and others rather than just stereotyping others So if you enjoy this podcast, again, leave a review, share it with a friend, and I look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.